guys, we're back. I was going to say we're back this quickly because we're back quickly, but yeah. this podcast a week apart, but we're back. Um, we're actually going to do something that Rue wanted to talk about, which I think is actually mm-hmm. really good because it offers some different perspectives. Tell us the topic of conversation, mate. So the topic for today is getting mine, Mark's and Jen's different perspectives of what fitness is for us, how it supports us and our goals throughout that and what it brings to our lives as well. Because no. I feel like, well, I don't feel like, I know that fitness itself is something that's very different for each individual person um, and where people draw their attention to the benefits of exercise as well can be different dependent on each person as well. And I think it's interesting to highlight for the majority of people that fitness isn't just what you see in this influencer doing or fitness isn't this person running a 10k fitness is whatever the fuck you want it to be for yourself and something mm-hmm. that supports you so kind of just talking amongst us three to help people kind of get an image of how different fitness can be for different people yeah well why don't you start i will um so go on son for my well i'm going through a kind of a phase right now if i'm honest with you and my phase right now is just i'm really trying to discover what i truly enjoy with fitness um so i always talk i talk a lot around enjoying your fitness and finding different training styles and stuff that you enjoy and adding variety and stuff I, i personally i enjoy the feeling of progress a lot. I enjoy after three weeks of training, being able to see and feel physical differences. And I know that that comes alongside um, a certain amount of mundane training, but I'm also someone who kind of needs that extra little kick from something else within my fitness. So be that bit of rugby, bit of boxing, some team sport element, something like that. So now for me, I'm just trying to find ways to structure my week so that I can have my performance goal to work towards, but also have the forms of exercise that engage me more than just the weights. Because when you've been training weight training for or running for a specific amount of time, for a certain amount of time, it does get boring, yeah. it gets mundane. And like you see people on Instagram doing all the fancy shit. I do Olympic weightlifting. I enjoy that. Um, you see people on Instagram doing the fancy shit, but it's the basics that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard to diversify your training in the gym all that much. So for me, it's balancing my goals in the gym with my other goals, which are more fun. So my, my yoga, boxing, rugby through the yeah. week is what I'm looking at fitness for. Do you know, um, I was actually speaking to a new client we took on yesterday. Um, you've not spoke to him yet, but you will. And I said that you guys would have a great conversation because he's actually got ADHD as well. Oh, brilliant. That would be um, a long phone call then. <laughs> Said that. So we, we were on the phone for an hour and uh, I said, you guys are going to be talking for about two hours. Really nice guy. Um, he's got a good background um, with his with his uh, fitness, with his exercise, with training. And I actually said to him, like, from a perspective of someone having ADHD, do you feel as if because you've never really had a solid plan in place and things have became monotonous because maybe he was following plans for like six months at a time, a year at a time, mm-hmm. the same plan. And then he was saying to himself, like, oh, this gym doesn't suit. It's not the right environment. He was blaming on his ADHD. And Adam, well, have you ever thought of it from the perspective of that you've actually never been kept, like, aroused in line with your ADHD because your sessions are always the same and never changing? Mm-hmm. Like, and he, he actually reflected and he done, that is actually so true. Yeah. He's like, whenever I, whenever I think about when I've got a new plan and I've started something I was about to do for six months, the first, like, four eight 12 weeks are incredible i've even had plans before where it's like a three-week rotation and i was always looking forward to like week four again to do week one because i was buzzing it was like it was like there was going to be a new workout so i was like yeah so it's not been the gym it's been the training aspect of things so maybe what you actually have to look at now is how you can explore more different um types of training to actually see what one works for you 
in alignment with your ADHD because again for him it's no longer just about getting in great shape but it's more so what training can do for him with everything else he's trying to achieve in his life yep. so you guys are going to have a really good chat I'm looking forward to it I'll get it booked in early um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll clear about a good couple of hours because when, when I chat to Marie um, oh my god yeah. got ADHD as well um I don't know why I looked at you as if you didn't know that already. Because you were about to tell me about when <laughs> you and Paul had your conversation as well and you, I think you were on the phone for about an hour and a half and all when you spoke to Paul. I think I was trying Paul. to sell your cat. Uh, probably. <laughs> and he was probably kitten. about to buy it off you. <laughs> um, but when I chat to Marie, it's always like an hour-long phone call bouncing off each other like tangents. Yeah. But in relation to um, this person and the training and having that kind of... I'm impressed that they've stayed consistent with one program for a year. Like yeah. that's impressive with someone without ADHD alone. Like yeah. that, that's impressive in itself. Um, I do think a certain level of variety for anyone, regardless of ADHD is important yeah. in training. And that can be kind of using a block period, periodization, having like different blocks, focusing on maybe just slightly different exercises or slightly different tempos or a different fitness attribute. Yeah. But also a big one is entering into events. Yeah. They're not, this big daunting scary th event that you think they're going to be like something like high rocks which someone who's never been involved in a high rocks competition might look at and think it's extremely challenging um it, it's what you make it it's exactly what you make it everyone is super friendly that's what you find in like a fitness community is everyone is there to support each other yes yeah, competition but the majority of people go for the experience of the event itself yeah if you boot yourself into a couple of events through the year and have them ever so slightly different. So say you've got one like marathon or 10K or 5K, and then you've got one CrossFit style event, and then maybe another personal goal, say I want to hit this 100 kg deadlift in the third third of the year, then you've got three different, completely different training styles yeah, to work towards. The modalities are totally different, yeah. And that works well in terms of your progress too, because that means that you're not just randomly shifting and jumping between sessions um, and not making progress. It means that you're going to have certain blocks of training periodized there for you. And especially with, this was a big one for clients as well. If you get things booked in early, really early, and you have multiple events in line, then let me know like as early as you can, even like up to a year in advance, because that makes it easier for me to give you, I could give you, if you gave me dates, a whole year worth of programming, which is periodized and transition smoothly between the different events. But what was I saying about events, tangents? Um, yeah, you've got three different events through the year. That's three different training styles for you to progress through linearly. So each one's not gonna interfere with each other and it gives you that variety through the year. So for me, yeah. I'm looking at high rocks, I've got CrossFit coming up in September and I want to do a fight. I, I, was gonna, I was literally just about to ask if you were still gonna do the fight. Yeah, the moment we just go outside, maybe we'll roll a bit. Yeah. We'll just Steven. go outside and roll a bit. Yeah, I'll have the easy days. <laughs> You're like, what? 83 kegs went through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally. Yes. Literally. 85. <laughs> Mate, I'm like my feet then. Yeah. <laughs> Faster. Um, Banger of a left hook. Jen, what about you? Um, I think my perception of what fitness is and the purpose it has in my life has shifted throughout my life because I grew up in the like supermodel generation where it's like, 
if you're any bigger than a size six, you're morbidly obese. Just as um, you actually say that, like I was going to give your your phase you're going through just now because you started the talk saying like I'm going to be through a bit of a phase. phase. I'm like Britney face. <laughs> <laughs> He's Brit- shaved his hair off in a friend. He's going through his Britney face. I'm I'm a Britney stan. Fucking free Britney. <laughs> no, but no Britney slander in this podcast. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, I think I think going from like the kind of part of my life where fitness and exercise was only about how many calories can I burn. And like, I remember me and my pals used to do like, um, in Blanter Gym, they used to do like all the Les Mills classes. And we used to go to like body pump, body attack and body combat back to back. So it was like three one hour classes back to back. And we would just do that as if it was like a normal That's thing. Grueling. It's fucking That's well grueling. weird. Like well weird, but like we used to do that religiously or we'd go to like spin or I actually love spin like now. Um but it was always like what's going to burn like the most calories? What's the thing that's going to make me skinny? And I think the big perception or the big shift now and I think it's a shift probably with a lot of women as well is like the focus and feeling strong. And I think after kind of going through like what I went through, the focus very much became around me being strong enough to like defend myself and like feeling mentally strong as well. And like for me, the more physically strong I feel, the more mentally strong I feel. And I think that's why like when I was injured at the start of the year, I, that impacted me more mentally than it did physically because it was really, really difficult to like not be able to do the things that make me feel strong. And even though like my relationship with food has always kind of, it's not fully healed and it, it kind of fluctuated and stuff a bit last year. The one thing that re- that remains consistent for me is movement in some mm. way, shape or form and probably has remained consistent for me now for I would say like a good like three and a half years, like give or take. Like it's very, very rare that I will have a day now where I don't move or like I consistently do my steps. I'll train somewhat, but I'm very much like I don't really like the... I'm not really into like the the actual like you have to do this same thing same time every week. Mm-hmm. Like I have a Mark's probably scurrying making programs for me because he knows that I don't fucking follow them anyway. <laughs> but like it's very much like I like having something to follow when I'm there. But I do like to have an element of fucking about. I like to mm-hmm. I like to just have fun with it, and I do like to like there was a period of time where I was like I'm just not enjoying the gym and he was like that's a lot of shit <laughs> um, you fucking love shifting weights you just need to change the program you just need something that shakes it up a bit and it's true like and I think ever since I started running I would say I'm definitely the kind of exercise that I love is anything that's so intense I want to die during it which is probably a bit weird but sadistic yeah uh, it's very sadistic the same for all three of us I imagine yeah, yeah there yeah. has to be a point in it where I think like am I actually going to like have a heart attack and die what, um, why do you think that is kind of your most enjoyable form of exercise probably just because angry like bitch. I am an angry <laughs> bitch and also I think it's just like I just like taking myself to the to like my physical and mental limits as much as I possibly can because then I just always think that like I'm capable of more at the other side of it and I think for a long time like I tried to train in the ways that I was told you were supposed to train you have to go to the gym four times a week you have to do four different splits different like different like parts of your body I don't know what the technical terms are Bro split. Um, exactly like you have to do that and then you have to make sure that you're doing x y and, z. and I'm like that's fucking boring like see if I'm angry I, I go to spin see if I need mental clarity and I need time and space and peace I'll go for a run see if I want to feel like 
I'm so strong. I'm going to smash utter fuck out somebody. I'll go to gym or I'll go to boxing, and it's not actually me responding really on the basis. It's like a it's like a positive version of responding to feeling. Like instead of being mm-hmm. like I don't feel like going, so I'm not going to go. And I'm not going to go. It's like what is the emotion that I'm feeling, and what do I need most? Yeah. That that's kind of the way that I approach it now. So I'm less concerned with progression as such for me progression is all psychologically how do i f- how do i feel in my body and what do i need most in the basis of how i feel in my body because that a huge trigger for me is feeling unsafe so i need to make sure that i always feel safe and my mind safe in my body and i'll do whatever i need to do f- to get that feeling and you mentioned like you've been fairly consistent in, in your exercise routine for like three years and previously when you first started, it was a whole classic, like, I want to burn these calories, get this body, do that. Yep. Do you feel like your consistency, and this isn't meant to be a leading question at all, but do you feel like your consistency improved when you did start drawing your attention towards kind of the more mental health benefits of exercise and how it, how it affects you positively in that respect, as opposed to having your soul focus on just being the calories and burning calories? Yeah, definitely, because I was only using exercise as a form of punishment then. Mm-hmm. So I could never actually build a positive relationship with it because it was only ever a punishment. It was you need to exercise because you're fat. It was not a, you need to like exercise because it makes you feel better or it makes you feel like stronger in your body. And I think like the way that fitness is marketed to women the vast majority of the time is via the method of physique. If I go on my explore page and I search fitness or I search gym or I search exercise, I see multiple, multiple, multiple women with absolutely stunning, outstanding physiques, but actually not in line with what I actually want. Very, very rarely do I see a woman in a body like mine showing me what it what it looks like to go to the gym. I'll maybe see women in bodies like mine saying, here's how I'm overcoming gym anxiety. But then the assumption there is, is that if you're in a bigger body, you should feel anxious about going to the gym. And actually, that's not the case. So I feel like a lot of the time, fitness is marketed in these idealized physiques and the assumption that people are going for a certain physique and actually i know that the vast majority of my physique at this point is influenced by what i eat so see once i learned that my physique won't change until my diet changes it was almost like i gave myself permission to stop trying to change my physique via exercise to only develop a relationship with it where i love it and it makes me feel a certain way so whenever the day comes if the day ever does come that i decide i want to work towards a certain physique i already have a positive relationship with this thing that it's less about what can it what can i what can i get from it and actually what does it do for me that's the key difference and i think a lot of the time what people are looking for from exercise fitness movement they assume is based on the physique and i think a lot of the time for a lot of people it's never actually the physique they want and you will find this as well because see once they start enjoying their training Mm -hmm. see once they start to feel a certain way they actually no longer really give a fuck about the physical it shifts completely because i was just going to say that about with your own training as well you've got to the point where you have a very good understanding with your own training about how well it benefits your mental health and how you're going to feel after each session you've got kind of your mode of exercise that you really enjoy which is the kind of like hard fucking gritting your teeth put yourself in the meat grinder sort of exercise but then you've also that drawing your attention to those areas and having those as your motivators has meant that you can sort of tailor your exercise modality dependent on your feeling as well which brings you so much more avenue for kind of gaining more benefit from exercise yeah because and this is what we're saying about kind of getting different perspectives so people understand 
whole exercise is different for other people and how it can further benefit you. Yeah. Like you mentioned when you're stressed out and, and that, like that might not be the time for some people where they want to go into what could be an anxiety inducing environment being a gym. Yeah. Like for you, you choose not because the gym's anxiety inducing, but you just find the, the results after a, a long run to be more beneficial than say lifting weights in that situation. Yeah. If I'm pissed off, first thing I'll do is I'll go straight to the weights room and just put on some heavy weights on the bar and throw them about because that's what cheers me up. Then yeah. when you begin to realize how it supports you mentally, that means that you can diversify your training a bit more to to be kind of more tailored towards how you're feeling at that time as well. Yeah. yeah. And do, do you kind of have a similar... No, similar I, I, t- I totally agree. I think um, obviously for me, it's changed over the years massively, like what exercise means to me and what adds to me. Like I would probably say it's actually, it's, it actually means everything to me, but it has done in different ways. Mm. I think the first time it just kind of saved me from going down a really dark path. And then my perception was, okay, well, if I am on my own now, I'm isolating myself from people. It means that I'm even further away from the validation I want. Let's just focus on getting as big as I can, because then I'll be strong, kind of like what you were saying. I'll be strong, I'll have authority, I'll be able to demand respect. And then I probably took it too far. Looking back, I should never have competed, but competing also taught me so much, like about the discipline of of getting in incredible shape, getting why, very lean. Why do you not think you should have competed? Because it wasn't for the right reasons. It was never for the right reasons. It was always just for sheer validation, like we were talking about yeah. earlier on. That's why I fell into a very deep binge eating disorder afterwards. Uh, for like 18 months, uh, put on what, like three stone. Um, very difficult, like pff, eating upwards of like 7,000 calories and all that. Like... Mm eating like three, three and a half, four thousand calories at a time. And I'm not talking just from like a pizza, for example, because that's pretty easy to do for, for anyone to do. I mean, like chocolate biscuits, like just eating past the point of of fullness and just really punishing myself for it. And again, it was just me holding on to things that I, could, I felt I couldn't sort myself and I didn't want to admit to myself that I had to sort. So when I actually started looking at sorting these things, I isolated myself for a different reason because I was isolating myself to get away from a life that I was living previously where people were starting to judge me for someone who I wasn't. Mm. And then when I got to a point where I started to go like, this is not the person you want to be. Um, Because I'll tell you the kind of difference for these two. When I started to isolate myself after I nearly went to jail, the reason why I was isolating myself is... I just need to isolate myself and I'm going to end up going to jail. Mm. Like, that, was the, that was the purpose. That was like the intention. But then obviously, as I started to see the results from the gym, I got more engrossed in it. But I still always wanted to go back to the people I hung about with at that time and show them that, you know what, like I'm I'm one of you kind of thing, but I'm bigger, I'm stronger, X, Y, and Z. Um, then when I'd went through the whole binge eating disorder thing, like I was carrying a ton of body fat, I was then looking at myself in the mirror saying, what have you done to yourself? Like, you know what I mean? This is not you. Yeah. Um, when are you going to just whip the mask off and actually just fucking, and actually just be truthful about what it is that you want from your life? So then when I isolated myself, I isolated myself because I actually wanted to isolate myself because I didn't actually like any cunt that I was kidding about with. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from, don't get me wrong, like I've got I've got pals now that I had, had then and they're some of my best pals, but I was actually isolating myself from them to hang about with other people that I should never have been hanging about with mm. because it was all for validation. So... When I then went through this process of just isolating myself for the sake of wanting to focus on me and still exercising at the time, like I I had a totally different outlook and a totally different shift in my perspective towards what exercise was all about. Like before it was always just for punishment and it was always just for others, but now it was finally for me. But if I'd never found it when I was doing it for others, I don't think I might have found it if I was just doing it for myself. Yeah. So that's why like I think it's been such a 
it's been such a crazy journey that I've been through with it that I think I had to have every single high and low to recognize how much has been a consistent theme for me, even though that it's changed over time. And now I very much do it for for long-term sustainability of health. And I also do it for for growth because yeah. any time that I've ever needed to grow as a person, I've always grown through some form of, of exercise progression, some form of goal setting, some form of like big event that I've crushed, setting a new time with like a running goal because it's required me to go further. And then the insights I've taken from that like I said earlier on, have been transferable yeah. because every level you go to, you can take lessons and you get better at taking the lessons. You can go very, very deep and you can be very, very intricate with the lessons you take. So then therefore, you start to go, okay, how can I take these things and apply them elsewhere in my life where I want to be acting the exact same? So exercise, fitness, training, it just facilitates everything that I do from the way that I live my life personally to the way that I show up for everyone professionally. So without it, I don't know how it'd be. It's yeah. probably the right answer. But I know now that I've built enough skills in myself that if for any reason all physical attributes were taken away from me, I would still be able to have an impact because I've built myself to this point where it's more about other people and not just about myself. Yeah. So like, God forbid, if I was paralyzed, I would find a way to impact other people's lives through... Touchwood. Touchwood, aye. But j just for example, because I think like... We talk about like if everything was torn down like today, like what would you do tomorrow? I would like to think that I would use that to, to work for charities and to mm -hmm. contribute to people and help other people with their life. I'm doing it the best way I know now because this is the thing in my life that's given me everything. So I do it through exercise. I do it through performance. But the skills that it's given me, I feel would be transferable into doing other things elsewhere yeah. if for any reason I, could, I never could. Yeah. So yeah. So it, so it's like it's it's it, it would have saved my life in every way. I love you that. know what I mean. So it gives you kind of an, like an extra sense of purpose. Yeah, yeah. Well. I think it probably gives me my entire purpose because it is always the default I go to. Yeah. If I'm having a bad day, like I go to it. If I'm having issues in a relationship, I go to it. If I'm doubting myself, I go to it. Mm -hmm. If I'm fucking pissed off, I go to it. Yeah. Like, and again, I'm I'm kind of like Jen, where I'm getting better actually at pulling back, like. For example, I ran last night, then I was going to run again this morning. And I've not obviously been well since Barcelona at the tail end of last week. And after that run last night, I woke up this morning just feeling like shit. And I was like, get a full event to deliver tomorrow. Is it wise to go out and run for nearly an hour and a half? No. Mm -hmm. I was like, just don't do it. And mm -hmm. before I would have just fucking pushed myself. And doing this has now shown me another level of awareness for what exercise can do for me. Not just for pushing limits, yeah. but also for... for um, like what it can do for me to actually just restore energy instead of always relinquishing it. And I think it, go, it goes from you having it as the only thing that you were defined by before. It was almost like I have to define myself fully by this in case I lose it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, whereas yeah. actually it's now very much like this is just one of many components that define me. So what part needs me more, right? Mark showing up to deliver on Saturday needs that energy more yeah. than Mark who's going to go and do this run no feeling well. Exactly. Exactly, because before it would have just been like, there's the fucking athlete again in him. Yeah. There's the guy that everyone knows. There's the fucking workhorse. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm still doing the work just elsewhere. And I think that's really important. Like, we as a team work, I honestly believe we work fucking harder than most most cunts work. So right. Right, I honestly believe that. Like, we, we work ourselves so fucking hard. And even weeks like this week, I've not really been in to like speak to a lot of clients because I've been traveling. Um, I think I tallied up the other day, like within 11 days, I would actually spend like 20 hours on a flight, three different countries, different events, prepping things. So 
I know within myself, like, even though I'm not talking to clients and doing that work, and clients might be like, where the fuck is he? I'm still working myself to the bone with every other single Every time they, go, they get a message from me, they're like, oh, no, her again. Yeah, every time it's right. me or Ruth, they're like, oh, for uh, God's sake. But again, it's like, at the end of the day, I still run and facilitate this. So, like, the bigger things need my attention. And totally. that's that's why I have team. Like, that's why I have you guys as well, because I, I admit that I can't do it alone. Exercise, again, has probably taught me that. Like, yeah. you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to be alone in this journey. You don't have to feel as if you have to take on the burden like on your own yeah. you've got people you can share experiences with ask for help you get people that you can have in your corner that are far more experienced than you and can give you different perspectives when you're struggling and that's exactly why you guys are here and i think for a very long time even with you guys on board i really struggled to pull myself back out of that yeah. position sometimes because i was always defining myself as that hard worker on as everything that i do but now that i'm getting better at pulling back smart like, worker I'm, I'm i'm definitely working far smarter rather than harder which it always was and i'm ha- i'm gonna admit i'm happier for it mm. that's something i learned last week actually with taking that yep. week off was i just i was just doing so much yeah i didn't need to be doing exactly I was like I'll, I'll have I'll obviously have goals that i want to push towards and I'm, I'm in my head i'm like i want to get there as soon as possible do it now work as hard as i can to get yeah. there and because it's like my work is something i genuinely enjoy like it it doesn't feel like work yeah when I'm doing it but it still takes away from all of the free time and it's just busyness in your head and when you've i mean not fucking like oh woe is me sort of thing but being having adhd yeah. Get, being organized is not my forte yeah. so when i'm trying to like there's run a lot of organization here as well yeah, yeah yeah so i've got to try and do that so as soon as it was just a little mindset shift and this isn't even exercise related at all anymore but taking that pressure off myself to do the work that i was giving myself yeah that made me feel guilty for a long time because yeah. then after one day i was like oh i feel a bit better now like i don't feel as bad I, I can probably jump into more comms. I can do programs and stuff. I was like, oh, wait, oh, hold up, pull back. And it made me just realize like th- there's so much that you think like needs to be done now. Yeah. And it's just kind of finding that balance of pulling back. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like your phone's ringing, but you don't have to, you don't have to answer it. You don't have to go and pick up the phone. You can, yeah, you're conditioned to pick up the phone. But, but how many people have that relationship with fitness? Where it's like, oh my god, I can't possibly miss this gym session or the whole well, world. I was just going to say that as well. It's like, like we've we've all talked around it. You've talked about how fitness now is a very positive thing for you. Previously, it didn't support you at all. In yeah, fact, it was a much more negative thing. And then you talking about when you were training for the show and how your motivation from that wasn't coming from the right place. It was yeah. coming from a place of validation from other people. And then I've been in a place myself with my goal to gain size when i was younger i I was eating disordered as well i I was extremely anxious if i didn't wake up a pound heavier than the night before yeah the night before in the morning that's ridiculous it's impossible especially when you're dehydrated you've never met me mate as possible so it's like fitness can be so supportive if kind of you know to do it right you know where to draw your attention like you enjoy the aspects of it but We've all had experiences where we've kind of been too all or nothing or we've been too involved in it or we've had the wrong focus and the wrong driver and it's been something that has been unsupportive for us as well, which I think is quite an important thing for people to realise is like if you're just dipping your toe and if you've got goals to sort of push towards and you're just dipping your toe and you're not fully applying yourself, then you're going to feel shit about yourself because you're not going to make progress and you're not going to make the most out of the exercise that you're doing. But on the other hand, if you have 
if you're like really consistent, you've got a really heavy week coming like work and stress wise, but you really push yourself to get all these, like you're obsessive over it to a, an unhealthy degree, then that also is going to add more stress to your life. Yeah. So kind of by doing too little and by doing too much in terms of progress towards a goal with exercise, yeah. then it can really actually negatively affect you if you don't draw your yeah. attention to the right one. And I think it's definitely a, a balance between enjoyment and like like discomfort. There's definitely a balance between like you can't enjoy every component of what you do. 100%. There has to be an aspect of like I, I, this is a huge part of the reason why I know that I need to have like consistent things that I'm signed up for now. Like I know that I have to be signed up for. I'm going to have to consistently be signed up for some sort of race or some sort of fitness event or even just committing to something uh, that I'm going to do. Locked yeah, yeah. in at a certain date because they pull me forward. I'm never going to wake up one Saturday morning and go, I'm going to go and run a half marathon today. I'm going to go and run 17K. I'm only going to run that kind of distance if I'm training for something. And I know that because I know my bullshit, How? right? <laughs> but, but for the point in time at which I'm at the now, uh, do you know I what know. I mean? I... Like you never, you never know. Like I might do what I did the other day and be like, I've got more in my legs. I'm just going to keep going. But the vast majority of the time, I'm going to go and do the thing that I think I need to do or that the thing that I want to do. And I think there's definitely a balance between allowing yourself to have the joy and the fun and the fulfillment, but knowing that it can't just be that way all the time. That Actually, sometimes you need to stretch yourself out with the capacity yeah. of what you think is possible. Like, I'm never ever going to intend to run a marathon for fun. I'm going to intend to run a marathon because I can't wait to meet the mad savage bitch on the other side of the finish line. Do yeah. you know what I mean? That's that's what where it comes in. We um, actually had this discussion, Ru. We are we were talking about the fact that people just need to know their limits more. Mm-hmm. Like they need to explore oh, the limits. Know where the limits yeah. are. I, like I, they don't know what the limits are. But now that I'm, I like now that now that I know where my limits are, and I have done for quite some time, I think that's actually a, a beneficial tool for me to say you need to pull back yeah. if you want to show up well on Saturday you can't go out and do that because I know that I probably would have went out and what would have happened was because running Dubai is so much more difficult right now than running in Scotland because of the humidity and stuff I would get into flow and I probably wouldn't even look at my watch and I'd be doing like 640 minute miles like because in this climate I can do it mm-hmm. and then I would want to keep on pushing because I'm like I'm not suffocating because the air is so humid so I knew if I'd went out this morning I would have felt really good the first three four maybe even five miles mm-hmm. and I would have been like let's just keep that pace up then but then my CNS would have been fucking fried yeah like, and I know sh- myself shout out Dan Reeve if he ever listens to this but he is the the king of stick to the fucking plan I, I know exactly <laughs> exactly um but like I know myself well enough to know that if that started feeling so good it's actually probably better being in Dubai because Dubai means that it's actively making me pull back back. and I'm actually enjoying it but like this is almost like a sense of freedom for me it's like oh my god I can breathe let me see what I can can do you know what I mean I might get what fucking five six runs in Scotland a year Mm. maybe so I'm like I actually want to make the most of it like by the way that just for anyone that's listening that doesn't mean that when you go on holiday five, six times a year, you can just make the most of it. I'm talking about five or six runs. I'm talking like <laughs> 10 hours, 10 hours. Because I know where people would think, oh, well, if he's got that mindset, I don't have that mindset with holidays. <laughs> Listen, see if you want to make the most of it, by all means, go for it, own it. Aye, but, but own it. Own That's it. what we see. People don't own it at the other side. People yeah, go, oh, my stone heavy, I'm a hand. And I'm like, fuck, you ain't hammed. How many fucking donuts were you going to be? You can't. <laughs> own it. Um, so yeah, like I think, I think having and understanding those limits definitely allows you to 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 pull back more, but understand where the enjoyment is, but also where the enjoyment must end to keep on pushing. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think like 
different people who find different exercise intensities enjoyable. Likelihood is like if you if you've never really connected with exercise before in the past, yeah, then going in and jumping into like the really high intensity stuff that we'd all enjoy, possibly you wouldn't enjoy that as much as doing kind of a more self-paced style circuit where you can push yourself as hard as you, as as much as you want. Like, but for us lot, sometimes, and, and a lot of people who are consistent with their exercise and have a good relationship with it and do draw their attention towards the rewards afterwards being a main kind of motivator, who do enjoy the higher intensity stuff and pushing yourselves, is do you do have to kind of tone back a little bit. If you're running a car, like pedal to the metal mm -hmm. the whole time, you're gonna end up breaking it down sooner, sooner or later. Yep. Like you've got to just slow it down. And I think that my, I went through like two weeks of the start of a new program and I got in my head, I was like, fuck this. I was like, I'm just beasting it every single set. And it's quite high volume. Yep. And I for legs especially, I took every single set to failure. Yep. And I think that's like a five by five on back squats at the yep. start. That's hack squats, Bulgarian split squats, leg yep. extensions. Like It's a big session. Every single set to failure, two times a week, three week for two weeks fucking gassed not yeah. just in my legs my muscles felt like they were recovering fine yeah but just my central nervous system yeah. my feelings of fatigue and this correlated with my like burning out, yeah. out and i think a big part of what's helped me build that energy back up is listening to the own my own advice that i tell yeah. people which is don't take every set yeah. to failure yeah i knew i was doing wrong i knew it wasn't gonna be beneficial yeah. but i just i was enjoying it in my head yeah and that just burnt me out, yeah. like CNS wise, anxiety noticeably higher, obviously other things flying around at that time at the moment as well. But then when I pulled back, that was when I actually felt just so much better and so yeah, much calmer yeah, yeah. in myself. Yeah. Yeah, but I think every now and then for a couple of weeks, people probably could go through a process of pushing themselves to failure just to test those limits. Oh, and 100%. So I like the idea of a failure week. Yeah, every yeah, yeah. Now and then. Nice. And I think pop this in, if you do a deload week every six weeks is what I'd recommend usually. Then if you pop, a failure week in after that deload. If you're not testing, then if you put a failure week in after that deload, when you're going to be at your freshest, and then take the first set of every exercise to failure, if you're comfortable with it, yep. um, maintaining the same weight as last time, that's going to let you know if you are working at the right level or if you need to push the weight or push the intensity a little bit more. It's going to help a lot of people actually recognize how, how much stronger they actually are yeah. and they give themselves credit for it as well yeah okay how many clients after like one of the team workouts at our live events are like oh my god i never real i never thought i was going to survive that mm -hmm. and i managed to do everything at the end and it's like yeah because you've got so much more of the fucking tank than what you're using yeah but a crucial part of that like that just came into my mind what you were saying there is like when you first start this process or you first start trying something new or you first start trying to go through intense exercise you're not going to fucking enjoy it no. and i think so many people go i tried that didn't enjoy it and i'm like i but how long did you stick it out for like i did not enjoy running i said this to somebody recently i think i wanted to run about 10 percent of the time that I actually ran i did not enjoy it until i'd been doing it for fucking months because mm -hmm. guess what you don't earn the right to enjoy it until you've shown yourself that you're capable of fucking doing it like you're not going to enjoy it for ages and i think like as somebody who spent the vast majority of my life hating exercise, it wasn't till I got access to intense exercise through playing a team sport that I was like, oh, I love the feeling that the intensity of this gives me. Like, don't get me wrong, I can't, like, 
smash people into the ground on a Wednesday night for fun anymore, which I'm still devastated about and I still miss it every single day. But it helped me redefine what exercise meant to me by doing it in a fun, enjoyable team sport defined way. That was like the vehicle in, that was mm -hmm. the access route to say, right, okay, how do I find more of that? So like what I need from exercise, what I want from it is the same thing. I want to feel strong. I want to feel intense. I want to feel like I'm going to fucking die. But like, I need, I just need to replicate that now then in other areas because I know that's what I enjoy. It's not really about the individual components of the exercise that I do, but it's the feeling that it generates. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the bit that a lot of folk miss. 100%. I think um, in terms of if you do exercise mainly for like a more holistic approach, if you're not looking at it just for physique or competition or any side of things like that, if you're looking at it from a health perspective, so health has what is like a triangle. It's got three facets, doesn't it? It's yeah, got yeah. your social, physical, and mental health. If you do play a team sport or you go to or you go to the gym with a partner yeah. or you've got a running group or you've got a club that you join, you're taking all three of those boxes. 100%. Yeah. Taking all three of those boxes. I do think that for your well-being, having some team atmosphere related to your exercise is going to be the most beneficial from a health perspective, from a holistic, yeah. Yeah. holistic health perspective. Team sports is going to be the most beneficial. Community. Definitely. That's important. Community, 100%. definitely. definitely. You know. And I can, I can say as well, I've gained so much from being in this community yeah. in the short time that I've been coaching here. Yeah. It's given me, me a kick up the arse myself because I see, me I too. see, I see like our clients absolutely smashing it. Exactly. You're like, oh, I'm I'm like, oh shit. I feel shit about myself. I'm the yeah. same, I'm the same. I'm like, who the fuck am I to sit uh, yeah. here and preach if they're out fucking out doing me? I know. I know. I know. But we were at the Edinburgh Marathon in May and like, just seen like it was just like an overwhelming sense of pride but also like fuck i need my finger and get a fucking man because the actual old beast did it and i was like just as well i'm running another one so <laughs> uh, but guys we need to round off there because uh, we were late for paul today sorry paul uh, we were setting up an event and paul needs to have his next person in so that he can go home at some point tonight so guys we will see you next week we actually have two exciting episodes to come after this we mm -hmm. have our client success panel from our live event and also our client coaching panel i'm not going to tell you too much on what that is right now but you'll have to tune in to figure out so guys we'll see you next time bye bye peace